Thank you for tuning in to Digitalization Tech Talks, keeping you up to date with what's going on within PA digitalization. Today we have another digital solution spotlight with our guest Jack Rauschy, a product manager within our process instrumentation group, who will be giving us an overview on Store IQ. Store IQ offers today's facility operators and managers the ability to remotely monitor the activity and health of process equipment, regardless of whether it's local to the plant or in the most remote of locations. This information can be uploaded to the cloud and then used to provide you with real-time monitoring of multiple assets, retrieving data from these assets from multiple remote sites for your user group anywhere and anytime. So without further ado, let's jump right into this podcast with Jack. Hey, Jack, thank you for joining the podcast. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I always appreciate it. So, I mean, our topic today is Store IQ. Um, and so I guess just for the first question, can you give us a basic overview of Store IQ? Yeah, so Store IQ is a, a software package that basically allows our customers to have access to information that's available from their instrumentation, process me- measurement instrumentation. Uh, so, whether it's actual measurements themselves or diagnostics or uh, information like that, uh, we can basically, through the cloud, uh, get that information from the instrumentation, regardless of where it's located, uh, to a user's uh, PC, uh, tablet, or smartphone, again, wherever they may be uh, located as well. Uh, it's it's a one-way communication package, uh, so you don't have to worry about uh, security is in regards to the uh, information getting from the user back and, and changing the settings of the instruments themselves. And we are also using the Siemens MindSphere Cloud, which meets all necessary industrial security measures as well. Okay. And so StoreIQ in general, the technology behind it is remote monitoring. And so overall, what are the main benefits of remote monitoring for a customer in the process industries? Well, good question. So, remote monitoring itself is is good in that you know we're in we're in a time right now where uh, people don't have, for a variety of reasons, the ability to get to where the measurements are being are being made. Uh, sometimes it's because of just outside influences. Other times it's because the measurements that are being made are actually out in remote locations, tank farms, lift stations, things like that, which may be sitting out in the middle of nowhere. And yet the information that the instrumentation is providing is critical to keeping that location up and running. So the remote monitoring basically allows you to set up a system where you can monitor the equipment regardless of where it's located and get the critical information off of that and into the hands of uh, users for any number of reasons. It could be that they want to keep a tank full to a certain level without overflowing it. So they want to control the the raw material arriving at the facility or the material being taken away from the facility to make sure that uh, they're keeping it safe. And in the case of a pumping station, there may be EPA requirements that they want to keep track of. So they want to make sure that uh, that a holding vessel doesn't overflow uh, and then they wind up with, with an EPA situation. In the past, you either needed somebody there or you had to send somebody out on a regular basis to make sure what was going on and you didn't even, you didn't know necessarily when there was an upset. Uh, the other feature is it works outside of whatever control system 
a customer might be using. So if they're using a SCADA, a PLC, or a DCS, in most cases, they're using those systems to keep the process running uh, and running at maximum efficiency. So a lot of information that's available in equipment today, smart equipment today, isn't necessarily being tracked through the control process because it's not critical to producing the product that the customer wants to produce. But accounting people, QA people, maintenance people uh, might be interested in other information that the that the instruments can provide outside the range of what a PLC might be set up for and the bandwidth associated with that PLC. So they want to watch separately. So it gives them an extra adder, uh, level of uh, protection or security. Okay, so it seems like the application itself is very versatile. And you briefly mentioned um, maybe using it for a tank or um, for water levels. And just to piggyback off of that, what kind of industries, applications, processes are you targeting or have you seen StoreIQ um, implemented? Ideally, we're seeing them in, in remote applications. So again, locations where you don't normally have 24-7 uh, coverage by, uh, by personnel. Uh, but uh, you can use it within a, a facility as well if you want to. But where we're seeing it a lot is we're seeing it on uh, in tank farms. As I said, with tank farms could be anywhere from uh, from grain silos to uh, you know liquefied gases and the monitoring of liquefied gases, uh, which can be set up by the manufacturer of the gas uh, at a customer's location. And now they have to monitor it at their location to make sure that the customer doesn't run out of the, of the material that they're providing them. So that would be another application for it from a tank farm perspective. Uh, we're seeing it being used in um, in in, in piping applications. So for example, uh, you've got uh, process being, let's say in a, in a municipal facility, you've got process being treated and that treated water is being then put back into the, uh, either into the treatment facility itself or being put back uh, into uh, a river or, or a holding pond and that sort of thing. But yet you want to keep track of how much of it's going in there. And the EPA wants to make sure that these holding vessels aren't overflowing before treatment takes place and that sort of thing. So that's another application. But uh, and, and even a third one, uh, which we've seen, is uh, we have customers that are actually using it for uh, weighing purposes. So in other words, they're storing equipment on shelves, uh, nuts and bolts, flanges, whatever it might be, something, you know, it could be anything from widgets on up, whatever, you know, whatever they need. And they've got it sitting on the shelf and they know each one, each one of them weighs so much and they're using it to make sure that they don't run out of inventory on the shelf. So uh, when the weight gets down to a certain point, the uh, the remote monitoring system will kick in, send a notification to the user that effectively says bin 27 is uh, down below 20%, time to make sure that it gets refilled so that we, we don't run out of that material on the on the line and that sort of thing. So really, anywhere where measurements are being made, uh, you can use it to track the measurements, or as I said before, you can use it to track the health and well-being of the equipment as well, and use it as a as an alert for potential diagnostic, you know, for uh, potential diagnostic issues, for um, 
instead of having uh, emergency maintenance, you could have predictive maintenance and use it to help uh, in establishing that. So you treat a piece of equipment uh, and take care of it before it becomes a critical shutdown in a customer's process. So there's a lot of different ways. It's really, uh, we're finding our customers are are finding things even as they uh, uh, even as they use it, they discover a third purpose or a next purpose that they didn't even see. Uh, for example, we had one customer who was using it to track for EPA purposes. They had a lightning strike. All their recorders went down. That was what they were using to monitor for the EPA. Uh, their instrumentation stayed up and running, so they were able to use the the trending and tracking process, uh, capabilities of the store IQ in order to back up the recorder so they didn't lose the integrity and they were able to use that from an EPA perspective to show that the uh, that the process was still operating properly and that there weren't any upsets or spills so this was a this was a pearl if you will in the oyster when they opened it up and realized they could use it for something other than what they had originally intended it for yeah so it sounds like you know there's you see store IQ in tons of very different applications, um, even different industries. So with that being said, looking at the implementation of this application, is it difficult to um, be able to implement it in many different ways? And from a hardware point of view, and I think you mentioned this a little bit earlier, do you need Siemens MindSphere? Um, Do you need PCS7 or a DCS in general or anything like PDM maintenance station? Are those kind of things required? MindSphere is required. It, it, this this uh, software package does utilize the Siemens MindSphere cloud uh, platform. So what we need to do is we need to get the information from the instrumentation into the MindSphere cloud. And that can be done uh, a couple of different ways. If, uh, if a customer's already got a, a local area network and they're up on the internet, uh, then really all we need to do is uh, we need to take the information and translate it into the language that the MindSphere cloud is looking for, and then send that information up into the MindSphere cloud through their existing, uh, through their through, through their existing system. Uh, however, if if it is indeed like a lot of our applications are a remote location where you may not be hooked up to a to a LAN or to any kind of a any kind of a, an Ethernet type of connection, you still need to get that information into the cloud. The same hardware that you would use for a hardwired system can be used for a for a wireless system. All you would need to do is add in the additional uh, wireless upload device. So whether you're sending it up through uh, uh, through AT and T, Verizon, or, or uh, you're sending it to uh, a local Wi-Fi network that's reachable but isn't isn't uh, necessarily hardwired into the system, you just have to have the, the right piece of hardware there. We can even use satellite phones, for example. So if you're in the middle of, and we have one application right now that's that's up in North Dakota. It, it's in the middle of nowhere. They don't have good cell coverage, uh, so they're actually using a satellite up upload link in order to get the information into the MindSphere cloud. Uh, But the flip side of it is there is no need for a PLC or distributed control system of any sort in order to make this operate. StoreIQ works just with uploading into the cloud and going from there. So you don't need uh, a PCS7, you don't need a PLC, you don't need a, a PDM maintenance station or anything like that. We have other we have other more intricate 
application uh, or apps that are available that will work and require those types of things. But those are more two, uh, two-way communication and that sort of thing for this simple, basic, just I want to remote monitor and track this and see what an instrument's doing. Uh, Store IQ allows you to do that without the need for any kind of a distributed control system. Uh, another nice feature, by the way, of Store IQ is it doesn't have to be necessarily Siemens process instrumentation. It can be anybody's process instrumentation, whether it's analog. Uh, so if all you've got is a 4 to 20 milliamp, uh, we can take the raw information from that and put that up into the MindSphere cloud. Uh, if you've got uh, a communication data highway protocol like Modbus, Profibus, Profinet, uh, Ethernet IP, we can take any of that, and now you can take all of the available information that's on the instrument and decide what you want to keep track of and what you want to send up into the cloud. So there's a lot of flexibility. So, you know, while we want to have it be Siemens instrumentation, obviously, and a Siemens instrument would uh, allow you to have a, an easy handshake between the instrument and the MindSphere cloud, uh, if we're working with anybody's equipment, uh, we can go through the, the mapping process and provide the interface required to take the outputs from anybody's instrumentation, be it analog or digital, and then convert it into the platform where MindSphere can hold that information, and then the Store IQ app can easily grab that information and put it in the hands of whoever's using the app. Okay, so it sounds easy enough. If you, no matter if you're in a tank farm in the middle of nowhere, you got to get your instruments connected to the internet, get that data out of there into the cloud, and you're good to go. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we talked a lot about the benefits of Store IQ, and just kind of to wrap it up, you know, people can be hesitant about the cloud, hesitant about digitalization and some of these apps. Kind of wrapping up in your own words, why should someone consider Store IQ, should reach out to us and, and research? an application like this further? Again, like like we said at the very beginning, one of the things that we're dealing with today is the fact that we, we, we don't have uh, the access to uh, the instrumentation like like we did before. The, some of those factors may go away over the course of time. Others may remain permanent. We don't know at this point. So it's becoming more and more critical to be able to get the information wherever it exists and put it in the hands of, uh, of whoever needs it. And what we like to highlight with Store IQ is that First of all, we're putting it into a cloud environment, and that cloud environment meets all of the highest levels of, uh, of hardened internet security that, uh, that are out there. So it's a safe transfer of information from the instrumentation itself up into the cloud. It's, it's further uh, – the further safety considerations are the fact that the, the Store IQ app – only takes information in. It has no ability to talk to the instrumentation through the cloud. So once it's only pulling information off of the cloud. So your instruments are even more secure with the Store IQ because of the fact that it literally cannot communicate uh, in the other direction back to the instrumentation and make any modifications, uh, intentional or accidental, uh, to the instrumentation itself. So it really is as secure an environment as, as you can possibly get. Now, that having been said, 
what we have designed into Store IQ is, first of all, we can design a system that will work to your specific requirements. There's various levels of, we work with subscriptions as far as uh, annual subscriptions, as far as the app is concerned, but we can set those subscriptions up based on your specific needs, how much information, how many sites, how many pieces of equipment, uh, that sort of thing. Uh, we also allow the customer to have what we call high-level administration capability. So key people within the customer's organization can be designated as super users. And those super users then have the ability to go in and configure the instru- uh, configure the app so the information being provided is in the format and to the level that they want the people that are using the app to see. So anything from alarms, uh, which could be sent out via uh, instant messaging or by email. Uh, we can do that. There's, the displays themselves can be configured to show alarms, to show tank level as level, as volume, as mass, whatever the customer wants to see. Uh, flow units, if it's a flow meter that you're monitoring, could be whatever flow units you want them to be. So this can all be configured uh, both visually and information-wise by the by the super users on the fly after they've gotten the app. There's a lot of flexibility in that regard for for them to be able to do their thing. Uh, Likewise, if they want certain members of the organization, of their organization to receive alarms, they can designate who gets the alarms. If there's certain people that they feel don't need to know that there's an alarm issue, they just want to keep giving them the information, they can choose to not put them on the alarm uh, on the alarm package. So there's a lot of capabilities even after you've sat down and designed the system to your liking initially with us for these super users uh, within the customer's organization to add new users, modify visuals. Uh, you can even see, you can even go in and put where the instruments are on Google Maps, and then you can see right in the app on Google Maps what locations you've got, and then you can go into those locations and you can see how the alarms and the settings are, et cetera. So there's just a ton of flexibility. And our EIS team, which is our engineered instrument solutions team here at uh, at Siemens, can work with you, talk you through your application, get all the pertinent information put together an idea of what the subscription plan will be and and act as your liaison through the entire design process to make sure that the Store IQ app that you uh, subscribe to is the one that meets, you know, that matches to your requirements right out of the box. Okay, awesome. So um, thank you, Jack, for joining this, this podcast. I think that's all the questions we have for today. So overall, where can someone go to learn more? Um, Do you guys have a website? Sure. Well, there's two ways you can you can do it. Uh, we have a uh, site specifically for the Store IQ app. You can get there uh, using usa.siemens.com uh, forward slash monitoring apps, uh, all one word. Or if you want to reach out to our engineered instrument solutions team, our EIS team, you can go to their webpage usa.siemens.com forward slash EIS. And what that will do for you is two things. One, uh, you can actually uh, see 
the same thing that I just told you with the monitoring apps. You can get to there from their EIS webpage as well, but you can also uh, put out a contact to them and have them get back to you and start working with you to see how the Store IQ app can be designed to, to meet your specific requirements. Uh, in addition, our EIS team has other solutions. Uh, they, they're a very creative group and they can take standard instrumentation and make modifications to meet specific requirements. So uh, there's a lot of additional information on that EIS site. And, and in all honesty, I'd recommend you probably start through the uh, forward slash EIS location first and then go to the Mindsphere, uh, go to the Store IQ app after that if necessary. Okay, and then for everyone listening, this podcast can be posted on the Siemens.fm site. Um, those links that Jack just mentioned will be in the description. And actually, the next episode will be featuring Larry Anderson from the EIS team. So we'll go into a little bit more detail about what they do. Um, and so with that being said, I think we're all done here. Jack, thank you for joining. My pleasure. Thanks for the opportunity.